Fallout 76, dude. Well, my condolences. Uh And I also want to say welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 29. This is where we freak out about our favorite movies, music, and games with the occasional comic book. Uh Anyway, uh, joining me this evening is the always doodly Adrian the Dude. Mike Quez, how you doing, broski? Wow, you you even included my last name. His real last name. And you mispronounced it. (laughs) Mike Mike Quez. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna mispronounce your name too, Mister. And our resident fan freaks villains, James Alexander Ramos. <laughs> How incredibly white you are! Jesus. Listen, I'm just trying to be fun. Either way, welcome to the Fat Freaks Podcast. Uh, we have a very special episode for you today. This is the I Valentine's. I, I so see much. you whispering in the corner there. I Come, listen. The whisperings Die. of love <laughs> are in the air. Do you do you smell that? That stench. That's love. It's there, waiting. So, as you may know, Valentine's is right around the corner, um, and I thought it would be pertinent that we do this, you know, little special Valentine's Day episode. How are you guys uh, feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm lonely. Thank you. Good. <laughs> nice start. <laughs> I'm the only person at this table without a partner. Well, you'll be that demographic we appeal to. <laughs> See, it's good. We always have a round sweet discussion. Embrace of death. We Jesus. see it's perfect. We have we always have a round discussion of different opinions, and this is perfect for what we do on the Fan Freaks podcast. So we're gonna go ahead and start out. Don't worry, we're not gonna talk about My hand love never yet. Me alone. Wow. Alrighty. <laughs> Did you give them names yet? Uh, no. Sometimes I want to be freaky and call her Shakira because the wrist her don't hips lie. don't lie. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, no. I oh, thought you went, maybe you went hips. I went wrist. You, you know oh, wrist is good though. <laughs> Shit. You know when he said, "I, I, I long for the sweet embrace of death." Uh huh. The horrible joke in my head is even death is gonna be like, "Nah." No. <laughs> <laughs> That's awfully presumptuous Listen, of you. <laughs> Like, I don't want anything serious. (laughs) Well, speaking of serious, today's topic is uh, healthy relationships in uh, in video games, movies, and pretty much all media, Media. because we're going to try and open it up here. In pop culture. In pop culture. It's hard in gaming. (laughs) See, that's the thing, though, is that I picked this topic because I find it funny how a lot of stories are afraid to add committed and healthy relationships to to their stories or timelines or anything, just because, I guess, it makes them think that the player has no you know character growth or well, it's, it's that. nothing it's, it's else so many video games are you're supposed to be a self-insert you know you're supposed mm-hmm. to project on the protagonist yeah. so by locking the protagonist into a specific relationship it's like a commitment they yeah. didn't ask for yeah you know uh, like you might not click with this romantic interest you get right. me? like you as the player but see that's the thing though a lot of games nowadays and actually even back in the day have focused characters and plot and storylines and themes it's not like there are definite characters where you have like a creative character and you know you you design that and then that's what they appeal to and it's an open slate for you to be a part of hey i know henry existed but um like there are storylines where it's obvious this character was written to fall in love with this character and it's part of their theme so i feel like we should focus on that and that's something that if if it's done correctly it could make your your amazing i think there's there's some games out there that are difficult enough to develop one character they can't develop a relationship. I don't think well. that's a fair ex- thing to say, though, because there's a lot of good examples in media of, of good relationships, and you can do that in a game. Oh, I thought of one now, finally, outside that's gaming. 
but well, it's a, but it's part of your rules because you have rules. I, I have stipulations, uh, mainly That's a funny just to, way to say rules. <laughs> well, it's mainly just to keep track. Uh, I can't even find my list. Oh, there it is. We're not talking about recent things then. Yeah, yeah, we are going to talk about recent things. I'm just covering the little topic real Got quick. It. But anyway, let's go straight into recents. We'll talk about this later, okay? Okay. We have to go into the it's topic. A, it's a radio tease, I guess. It's a radio tease because you're saying you're so lonely, but don't worry, we'll get into the couples in a little bit. Okay. So, gentlemen, I'll start with you, Adrian. What yeah. have you been playing, my friend? Honestly, uh, this is going to sound pretty shitty because James is the reason I got the game, mm. but I lost my headset. So I've just been, I had to play it by myself. Yep. Uh, Ghost headset. Recon Breakpoint had a, had a, yeah. Term, you, would you call it an event or yeah, just an no, update? No, it was definitely an event. Cause it's, it's, it's already over. No, but you, you could replay the first two missions. Yes. I'm still thinking, why couldn't you play the game multiplayer without a headset? How do you talk? Yeah, you need to coordinate. You have to for sure. I mean, you don't have it's, to. But I mean, it's, yeah. it's part of. I've what... had friends that just kind of like, oh, my headset's broken, but fuck it, yeah. <laughs> like I'm still gonna get on, you know. I mean, yeah, but I guess trying that's to fight like waves game. of T800 is is really difficult. Okay. Uh, the event was pretty good. I did that, and then I played. Um, honestly, I, I was trying to get back into uh, Resi Zero. And trying to get trying to get that platinum. Is it because you were on the the, the Facebook groups as well? And there's been some chit chattering about Resident Evil Zero. What about Resident Evil Zero? It seems like a weird influx, and I guess I'm just frequent on the Resident Evil Facebook groups. But like, they, there's some people that are like, I don't understand why this game is so hated on. It's actually really good, and I, I you know, it's a good game. It's not Let's, good. <laughs> all right. Well, either way, I noticed a lot of people were posting about it recently. So I just noticed it. Also, I did hear recently that Shinji Mikami wanted to break the lore and kill Rebecca and Zero. Of course he did. Because he hates submissive women. And he hates Rebecca. And he also hates structured plot lines. (laughs) He hates having something that has like point A to point B. He needs to insert and retcon and all sorts of things. We get it. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been playing. Yes. do we skip around for Internet the plane, or do we do the uh, the what you're watching as well and what you're reading? Ah, uh, shit! Go ahead and do your movies now. Well, no, it hasn't been movies. I, actually, yeah, I rewatched Dark Fate with my mom because you know she showed me Terminator when I was a kid. Sure, uh-huh. she lost her shit when she saw Sarah. Mm. Um, I still hate the airplane scene. Really? I Why? St- the CGI is so fucking bad in that. I think it's that bad. Um, overall, I still think it's an underrated movie and probably the real sequel to, to 2. Uh, and I watched Chernobyl, which is not easy to watch. No, no, it is that not. That is fucking hard to get through. And then I saw... Uh, I'm still watching The Sopranos. And I finished BoJack Horseman. Which had a very good BoJack ending. Anybody who's bitching about the ending doesn't know anything about BoJack. All right. Strong words. Strong statements. I'm noticing you didn't say one thing in particular, a movie that you saw. That oh, I'm gonna Birds put of on Prey. My- yeah, but, but I thought you were going to cover it in a like a big review thing. No, we're, we're, we're both, we both saw it. So I figured it would be I on both of our recents. Okay, so it's on all of ours. It's a good movie. It's I great. liked it. I, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's interesting how how much it helps to not take your plot so damn seriously. Yeah, uh, sure. having And also coherent editing. That's 
I mean, that's uh, a, that, a huge, big plus. It's uh, such an <laughs> enormous difference. Like, we're not cutting away to random visuals for no also, reason. This small helps. thing I really appreciated uh, is giving Harley moments to be intelligent. Oh, my God, yeah. To like actually, the little moments yeah. of her psychologist part coming through. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, to actually use her backstory yeah. as part of her character. Yeah, you'd think, yeah, right? It was really nice. I liked yeah. it. So, also, speaking of backstory, and because most of the movies, you know, I'm not going to go too into it, but it's like, there's a narrator, let's just say. Sure. Okay. They introduce the characters as part of, like, when they interact with Harley. Uh-huh. And I find that to be a really nice and and very synergistic way to introduce the characters and have sure. them become a group at the end. As opposed to, because you're going to hear this a lot with me because it was the same shit, uh, Suicide Squad, where it was just everyone's together, oh, well, yeah. have them walk around in a giant group, right. and then really do nothing with it. Sure. The, the characters felt unique. They came in at the right times. I felt like that made sense. I like... That oh, they, I make notes? they take the trope of uh, the what's it called the unreal no it's not unreliable unreliable Whatever. narrator they yeah did that unreliable too, narrator but yeah. it's it's on purpose like it's a it's a thing that they use as a plot device <laughs> ask Adrian in the middle of the movie I was like I hate the fact that we keep jumping from different parts like this would make so much sense if that scene was here right and then he was like that's the point it's yeah. Harley and I'm like. Yeah, I I think that yeah, the worked out great, especially because she's like, oh no, wait, you need to understand all this first. Hold on, let me go back, and then she's I don't know. It was very like comedic. It felt more like someone telling a story, right, than someone reading a script, which was really good. But it also helped that there was a more comedic tone, yeah, yeah to everything. Sure. So like, it made sense why she was jumping back and Absolutely. forth and why certain things happened. I liked that a lot. Um, the only you, thing that really it? bothered me was her fighting on on roller skates. Yeah, they showed that she she was part of a derby. They established it. What do you want me to do? But you know, there's certain there, there's a big difference between hitting someone else that's on roller skates versus mm-hmm. hitting someone who isn't. <laughs> but that was again just the nitpicky part of my brain being like that. Oh no! In terms of nitpicky, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's Huntress was fucking fantastic. She was great. I fucking love Mew. Yes, <laughs> Mew. Yeah, that's her initials. Was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead. Was she under a truck? Uh, that sounds violent for people who don't know Pokemon, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go Just, or hiding in some guy's garden. Yep, sure. <laughs> yeah, and did she spawn off a clone? Like uh-huh. the jokes anyway. are endless here. Um, no, and I guess the last thing I can say, like that was a little nitpicky on my end, because really you actually covered everything in my fucking list. Sorry, no, because we have the same viewpoints on it. It's really good. Um, the other nitpicky thing I had was you kind of have to know Harley kind of going in, and that's not really a problem, but like. The movie, and also, like, the movie's called Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn, and right. I know that they're going through even a rename going on right now. Yeah, it's already Which done. even the rename... Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah, even the rename is wrong. It should have been called from the beginning, Harley Quinn uh-huh. and the Birds of Prey. I agree. Yeah. That should have been that the name That makes way more sense. Yeah. Because the... I'm not going to say anything else, because I'm yeah. going into spoilers and stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it makes more sense if she's the focus of yeah, the title. Exactly. And I said that to Liz right after we left, and she was like, well, it says Emancipation of Harley Quinn. I'm like, yeah, but that's such a huge part of it. Uh-huh. How is that not like, exactly. you know? But uh, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm glad everyone kind of saw that, because they're already going through that. But anyway, that's, uh, anything else? I think that was it, right? That's it. Sweet. Uh, James, what do you got uh, for me? I've been replaying James. a game from 2017. <laughs> I'm finally That's... trying to get the good ending from Hollow on Hollow Knight, man. Oh, okay. I'm like that doesn't <laughs> narrow it down, buddy. Come on, like, like okay. I, I played Hollow Knight like pretty soon after it first came out. Like right. I was aware of the of the Kickstarter and all that. Oh, and I got the shitty ending back then. Oh god. Yeah. So now I'm I know finally trying to get all the good endings, which 
is so freaking hard. How many are there? There's technically four. So I've gotten two shitty endings. And then there's... Okay, so there's one ending that is conceivably achievable, which is what I'm going for now. Uh-huh. But then they... Inter- one of the... Because they released a bunch of free content packs for uh-huh. a Hollow Knight. Uh-huh. One of them introduces this thing called the Pantheon of the Gods. Where you basically get to go back and fight a bunch of the game's boss- bosses. That sounds like an awesome boss rush. To Well... To get the uh, oh sorry yeah to get the ultimate ending uh-huh. you have to play a mode where you play where you have to go through all of the bosses in their hardest versions in one go. That's boss rush. It's fucking ridiculous. I hate boss rush. I'm sorry. It's I've never been a fan re- of it. And like Hollow Knight is hard, man. Mm. It's a like fuck Dark Souls. Hollow Knight is hard. <laughs> I hate... See, he brought this up earlier. He was like, what other PS4 games can I play? And I said Bloodborne. And he was like, no, I'm not touching that. It's just way too hard. I'm like... It's not, it's though. Not, it is when you start, like any other game. Yeah, like, it, I, don't, I don't even you think can it's do that it. hard, man. I believe in you, Adrian. <laughs> I think you Adrian could do it. Adrian also finally let me... Uh, oh, shit. Well, uh, Adrian breaking fi- news. Breaking news? <laughs> What? We have uh, reveals of the suit for Robert Pattinson's Batman. Oh, weird. shit. Okay. It just came out. It's not looks, Batman Beyond? It he looks weird. It's not Batman I, Beyond? No. I like the, the chin, though. I, I think don't it's know, good. man. I think it's good. What does this remind me of? The suit does look very armored. Yes, it does. It reminds me of Daredevil. There's two pictures. A little bit. There's yeah, another picture. Little that's, bit that's, it, like the bulbous head. I kind of see Daredevil. Well, it's very close, and I can barely see it, but... Yeah, it's very, very armored. Oh, you don't have your rotate on. I hate rotate. Let us know if you're on Twitter. <laughs> Post in the comments. I like, I like his angular chest again. I guess that's pretty cool. Eh. I would actually anyway. like to see uh, Robert Pattinson and Margot Robbie in a thing. Sure. Why not? Um, what I was saying is, uh, yeah, yes. Adrian let me Wolfenstein 2. Nice. Among I, other games. I put it down halfway okay. through. It has an issue. Which this is the PS4 one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has an issue where uh, James will tell you. About the first it. one had intrigue, and this one doesn't. <laughs> okay. And like, also the first, because it's an it's in a World War II setting. Uh huh. And the first one kind of like eases you into the sci-fi aspects of it. Right. Like when the game starts, you're just like a World War II soldier fighting Nazis. Like you're that's it. That's BJ. And then as it goes on, like more fantastical things get introduced. Uh-huh. This game, right off the bat, you're in a mech suit. Like you're in like an armored mech type suit. Thing. Is that a well, yeah, I guess that's it's, gonna it's I love really him weird. infiltrating the base. That's like one James of the best didn't say things. the line that I love because we were talking about this at his house. He uh he goes yeah, it eases you in, you know, you're fighting Nazis in, in typical World War II fashion, and then all of a sudden you're on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's New no, Order. I yeah, mean, yeah. Wolfenstein's not real. Well, I would believe that in Wolfenstein, just, you know what it, I mean? But yeah, yeah it I didn't, see It didn't hook me the way the first one did. Yeah. Uh, I finished A Good Place, obviously. I did too. So good, man. I said it earlier I on the podcast, I think, with Vinny, and he didn't see it. Mm. Um, but I felt like that show like had four different instances where it should have ended <laughs> and it just kept going yep. and i was like how in the hell are they like still going but this i really like... appreciate that they ended like they, no, they ended did a good job. the show yes. you know like they didn't try to keep it going put it through the meat but, grinder. like they, they were pretty much done by season two 
like, don't know, man. Season they three figured was out super things. Cool. How long did it go? Four seasons, right? Yeah, I, yeah, it's four seasons. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it was even three? more than that. I think it might be five. No, it's know. not five. It's either three or four. Either way, all I know is this show had several instances where it could have been, this is a nice conclusion, let's hear. Four seasons. Four seasons. So either way, I felt like it had very good endings. Overrated <laughs> Good <hotel>. place. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, I don't even I know. I just think, like, I'm in, like, in my, that's what I was saying earlier, Michael Shore is just, he can print TV comedy gold. Like, it's just, he hmm. puts them out. Like, it's crazy. I thought His it was uh, the lead. Oh, what's her face? Um... Christian Bell? Kristen Bell? Kristen Bell. Not Christian Bale. That's why I get confused. <laughs> Kristen Bell. Kirsten? Kristen Bell? It's Kristen. Kristen? Kristen. 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 Yes. Okay. Kristen. So you never saw a YouTube video of Christian Bell? No. Kristen Bell. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and that's, I don't think I've read anything interesting recently. So yeah, that's just about it. Okay, radical. All right. So uh, good job, gentlemen. I'm going to go ahead and swing on by mine real quick. Uh, I, didn't, I don't even think I wrote mine. Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Uh, movies. I saw two movies. I saw one, which was Birds of Prey, and we kind of already went into it. I saw another one, which was called The Host. Um, it's oh. from the same director as uh, as Parasite. Shit, there is something else I wanted to say. Sorry, go ahead. Is Was it part of your list? Yes. What? It's a movie I saw. Okay. Uh, fuck, what the, uh, what the, uh, Six Underground? Oh, the one with Ryan Reynolds? Yes. The Bay film? The, yeah, it's, it's a Michael Bay action movie on Netflix starring Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I've heard of this, actually. It is so bad. <laughs> oh, no. Like, if, the action in it is fantastic. Uh-huh. It has one of the best car chases I've ever seen. The Bayhem is turned up to 11 in this. It's Great. out there. Great. But the dialogue is so weird wait in a michael bay film the dialogue is weird no no no. but it's not just but it's not just bad it's weird it's almost like all the writers just wrote a bunch of different lines threw them into a bucket and he pulled them out and wrote the script that way Mm -hmm. like like sometimes the dialogue between two characters sounds like they're having different conversations it's really bizarre so what you're telling me is this movie was written by an ai that watched nothing but it might might have have actually been written by an ai (laughs) just to fuck with people and see if it works i would uh, totally believe that but uh yeah it was an interesting watch please because i'm really bad at remembering do you know the name of the director for Parasite? Oh. Bong, Bong Yoon Park, I think. But yeah, it's... Oh, God, like, I'm horrible. I, yeah, I, don't I, I have to learn. It's my problem. Because I... The whole thing with the Oscars, which, by the way, is something we wanted to touch base on. But I, I've always been a big Bong opponent. Bong Yoon Ho. Bong Yoon Ho. Super Yung-ho. nice guy. Yeah, no. He, his speech was amazing. I loved his speech. He was hilarious. And like, when he came up, he's like, dude, when I won the first award, I thought I was done. Um, I have no idea what to say. And that was the second time he uh-huh. went up. You know what I mean? And he went up more times and gave it to other people. That's already a sign right, of We'll like, talk about this in the director. news section, though. The Oscars uh, thing. Right. No, but he was... I'm just mentioning because he directed yes. the film I saw. So, Which was called what? The, the Host. The Host. Not the shitty Stephanie Meyer one. Right. Because that is one that exists. Yes. But this movie was very interesting. Uh, it was kind of like a monster movie. Okay. Uh, it was about these, mo- basically, like, literally um, chemical monsters. Like, like let's go ahead and dump some chemicals in the lake. Uh-huh. And that spawns something. Uh, isn't that how Godzilla Avenger. has it? Oh, Toxic <laughs> Avenger. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but anyway, 
It's about the characters and something happens to them. It's about the characters? I, I'm trying not to go into more, to a lot of detail. I know. I'm sorry. It's, oh, God. Breaking I, news. It's about the characters. I don't want to give away you, a very big part of the plot. All I know is they're looking for someone and the area is irradiated. That's got it. it. Really fucking good movie. The ending is kind of weird, um, but the visual effects were really good. The acting was amazing. It had, oh, my God. I have to learn these names. I'm a horrible, horrible person. I feel like she you're was not in Sense Eight. I, I know because this one was. I should have. Oh, it down. Um, um, yeah, I don't remember her name either. But uh, I know who you're talking ba- about. Her name is Bay, actually. Bay. I think so. Bay something. Oh my god! But she's incredible. So as always. you out there who's listening, listen. Uh, Look it up. You know who <laughs> who we're talking about, right? She's from Sense Eight, <laughs> and she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You watch Sense Eight, right? And oh the my host. god. Anyway, you know what we're talking about. Come on. She's she's a South Korean actress. Oh, okay. na- narrows it down. Well, she was in Sensei. <laughs> fuck you. Either way, fuck you, man. I'm trying to give a positive, you know. Should should have prepared. This is praise. This is real. Either way, the movie, she's a great actress. The character itself didn't give her a lot to work with. Um, the movie was interesting. That's all I'll say. There's too many movies named The Host. Oh, God. I found like six. It's, it has like a green cover. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I've already moved on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, that was the, the two movies I saw. So game-wise, I played more Temtem. I've already talked about what Temtem is. Mm-hmm. It's the Pokemon thing. I'm not going to repeat myself. Look at the other episodes if you want me to go into more depth. Uh, and that's kind of really it. I haven't really played anything new, new yet. I know Adrian asked me to play fucking um, Days, Days Gone. Gone. Yes, days gone. Uh, I will. I will get there. I will get there. It's just that I've been just still like playing... you know when P- PlayStation Six comes out, right? Yeah. So that way, yeah, I could download it and I can probably make a copy or something. Fuck it. I don't know. Either way, um, I've been playing Deadly Premonition. That shit takes so long, but it's such an interesting game. We confirm that Francis York, Francis Morgan, Francis York Morgan, the main character of Deadly Premonition, we confirm that he is a furry vor enthusiast. Fun. Not not king shaming. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it was a very random anecdote to come out of the middle of when he's driving around. It's very funny. Um, this game has been full of surprises. Let's just say that. So those have been the games I have been uh, playing, the movies I have seen. Uh, haven't really read we anything could, we news. Could catch out the games you play at Bone King TV. Yes, you can see all the games that I talk about on Bone King TV on Twitch. I do most of my plugs at the end, like a professional. Adrian? Really? Now you're a professional? Yeah, now. Right, right this second, since yeah, you since convinced. you offended I'll me. I'll plug you wherever I want, George. Hey oh. Gain like two hundred pounds and we'll talk. Damn. Um, <laughs> either I way. I guess he's saying I have a better chance. Hey, we already talked about this. This is already a thing on the show, lore wise, all right, buddy? <laughs> we have either lore. Way, yeah. There's plenty lore. of lore. We have so and, much the, lore. and the lore is Adrian can get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With my lore handles. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and go on break real quick. I have a feeling our topic is going to be uh, an extra doozy. So we're going to go ahead and cut ourselves early. We'll see you in a second. Bye. <laughs> Hello everyone, this is Bone King, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast, hosted proudly on the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. Alrighty, and welcome back to the Fan Freaks Podcast, our special Valentine's Day episode. Very lovey-dovey. So, are we feeling the romance in the air, fellas? I mean, I'm close to James, so that's good. Right? It's like, uh, you know, what's it called? An AOE attack. It's like a buff. Wait, what? <laughs> it's an AOE buff. 
If I have the buff of love. Are you saying I stink? Like, what's going on? I never said it stinks. <laughs> Does your love stink? That's interesting. Well, maybe. The, the pheromones of love, they mm-hmm. exude, you see. Either way, let's get... Oh, oh, good. <laughs> no, see, the audience saw that. Should <laughs> I put on the dress tonight and we go out dancing again? <laughs> Either way, focus of the episode today is... What the you, Freaky Five. Our Freaky Five Healthy Relationships in Media. We opened it up to media, so that way there's a lot of options here. We want to know your top Freaky Five Healthy relationships in media. So what we mean by that is a relationship in a story where the characters are already like a couple or they become a couple and them being a couple is part of their character. Like there's reasons why they love each other. It's part of the plot. The The romantic love interest isn't just a reward to be won. And the person's just not toying around and being a, a will they won't they situation. Like we actually get to see them as a couple, do things in a story and, you know, and they're healthy, healthy relationships in these stories. Am I making sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as I said before, I had a couple stipulations and I already said a couple of them. So one thing off the bat, verbally abusive is pretty much off the table. Sure. There's a lot of fucking, especially in anime, which is weird, but a lot of couples where it's like, not like I like you or anything, baka. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's also like, they're totally okay with them. Be like, ah, stupid girl. What are you doing here? And then they love them. It's like, right. good thing. I love you. That doesn't fucking count. You're just being an asshole because yes. you can't like show affection. And that's not a, fucking healthy relationship so verbally abusive was off the table toying with emotions stringing along i put that on because something like leon and ada can't be a thing yeah no uh, or, that is a terrible or role. yen and gerald or just i haven't gerald. played it, so i don't know or just gerald or just yeah. <laughs> and anyone <laughs> i i don't know but what i do know is having that whole thing of mm, will they won't fuck. they and never showing them in a relationship especially if it's off screen because right. sometimes they cheat that, with that. the relationship That's has, to has to happen on, on screen or on page or whatever right it can't just be something oh yeah they totally live their lives happily off screen you just sorry han and leia yep (laughs) that's one right there we're gonna take that right off and the last thing is uh well two things they're not a goal so it's not like you know a dirk and daphne thing where it's like you know uh from oh my god not dragon age i'm a fucking idiot dragon's lair right where it's like you know this is just a reward for beating the castle and the last thing is lack of care of the other's well-being so right that's it all right so those are my stipulations can you guys tell me what are your freaky five healthy relationships? So what, you want us to list all five? I want you to start with five. Okay. And this is the way we do our no, freaky no, no, fives but, now. Okay. What's up? No, well, no, I'm, I'm going to explain the rules oh, sorry, for everyone. This is this is not just you. Don't worry. I'm not picking on you. I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm explaining the rules to Go the ahead. listener right now. Carry on, Basically, what it is is you come up with your freaky five. Yes. You start from five. Go to one. Okay. So we're doing go, one at a time. Yes. That's what I need. And we go into more detail on our top three. Right. Okay. Four and five, you don't have to go into too much detail, maybe like one sentence or two, but go into your, your soap boxes, because I have a million soapboxes, right. for one and two especially. Three, you can, I'll give you some leeway. <laughs> so anyway, who wants to start us out? Any volunteers for love? I guess me. Go okay, let's do it. Let the single man who wants... A- hey, put yourself <laughs> out there. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. So since we're going to do the top three, get in-depth analysis, I'm going to do... I'm going to do it this way then. What? Harley and Ivy, which is probably the best. Is that what number is that? That's five. Five. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Because we're yeah, yeah, yeah. bottom to top. Okay. Yeah. 
And also, I would also like to put out uh, Vegeta and Bulma. That's a good one. And that kind of skirts our rule on verbally abusive. He's never verbally abusive. But not really to to Bulma. That's the thing. Fair. Yeah. Because Vegeta has a yelling problem. Oh, yeah. Well, he has an anger (laughs) management problem (laughs) altogether. Most of the Saiyans do. That's like a thing. Actually, no, Goku. Yeah, Goku doesn't have an anger management problem. How do you think they reach Super Saiyan? No, but he's a kind Saiyan. That's his his nickname. He's the only kind Saiyan. I feel like Goku focuses... Like he he focuses emotion that isn't just anger though, it's will and courage. I I, I Vegeta agree with is you. driven like his fuel tank is a hundred percent anger. I, I don't think Goku's tank is the, 100% the reason anger. why Goku went Super Saiyan the first time is because Frieza killed his best friend. So right. it's love, love. Okay, no, and I get that. Especially Super Saiyan uh, 1 and 2, he's definitely yes. way more in control of his emotions. Yes. But when you start seeing his giant, you know, forehead and the album, he looks pissed. I always took that as, like, that's how he ascends. He gets more and more pissed. It's the easy way. So. It's the easy way to ascend to Super Saiyan. Okay. Because I, I, I don't know. Because, yeah. like, that's something else, too. Like, compare, like, Vegeta at higher levels to Goku at higher levels. When Vegeta's at higher levels, he's clearly angry at his opponent. He's always angry right. at Vegeta. But when Goku's at higher levels, he's clearly toying with his oh, opponent. Oh, yeah, he fucks with him. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll give he's you that. He's always like, ha ha, like... Huh, you must think you're tough shit. Well, yeah, we fight exactly. somewhere where there's no people. So, like, that <laughs> intensity, the intensity that he has, it just comes across, like, cockiness as opposed to anger. Mm, okay. Uh, number three... Is gonna be Bo and Lauren. If you want to move it back, if that's better for you. No, no. Bo, oh, am I still too close? No, I'm just saying if it's easier for Adrian because I see he's trying to oh. reach the mic. No, no. Bo and Lauren from Lost Girl, which is a. I really like the show. James tried it, didn't like it. Lost Girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that? it's a BBC show. Actually, no, it's a Canadian show. Yeah, it's about a fairies and and supernatural stuff but Some the main these are pretty the, the main <laughs> all of them the main uh the main star of the show is this girl named Bo who's a succubus uh-huh. so she feeds on sexuality you know things of that nature uh the first ship that everyone kind of ships her with in the show and it happens is with uh this Dyson a- this werewolf type of guy uh-huh but she eventually falls in love with like the only human in the show aside from Kinsey, which is her best friend, this girl named Lauren. Okay. Okay, cool. I also wanted to say, and I totally forgot earlier, like if you could come up with any gay relationships in media that are healthy and like in the actual plot, that's bonus points. So hey, you just got yourself some bonus points. Yeah. It was I hard. I didn't know this was a game show. It yeah. wasn't. Well, the, it is, but the points don't matter. Oh, um, okay. Hey, two's line. Yeah, I, fuck that show, man. It Underrated. never stopped being bad. It never. It was. I what? mean, the new the newer show is different. I still think it's funny. They're still really talented. But you think it's bad? No, no I no, said no. it oh, never you... stopped being. Oh no, uh-huh. it never. I fucked myself up. That <laughs> it never stopped being good. Oh, it was never okay. bad. That's yeah, what I meant I love to say. Aisha Tyler as the host. It I think great. she's fun, fan, phenomenal. Just as a side tangent, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, number two is going to be Max Payne and Mona Sachs from oh, Max fuck. Payne Two: Fall That's of Max true. Payne. Uh, some of the best lines are mm-hmm. around surrounding the relationship, and Mona kind of like answers uh his negativity and kind of makes him better it doesn't something in the plot we're not going to talk about that because that's spoilers ain't it oh yeah yeah okay and number one uh because it's me clark and lois 
Hey. Or Lois and Clark. So I wanted to ask you about uh, Clark and Lois. Um, sure. There must be like millions and millions of different fucking iterations of these two where characters act differently. Like different timelines of this shit, shit exist. Justice. Just <laughs> in general. Like I, I can New only 52. imagine. But how often, compared to someone like, and I'm sure we're going to bring it up later, you know, Mary Jane or or someone who's in more of a, usually the damsel in distress in a situation, how yeah. does she rate in that kind of scale? Because I know she's usually more involved in solving the problem and being a reporter. Uh, she, she juggles both. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, actually, she'll tell Clark what, what's going on, and he'll find out vis-a-vis through her. And she'll get herself in the troubles. Like is Lois... the Fleischer cartoons did a lot of that, oh, where, yeah. where where she was the one who would find out, get herself caught. They would hold her captive or whatever, and then Superman would find out and stop the whole problem right. while saving. Is her. Lois Superman's guy in the chair? Uh, Fuck. no, I don't think so. I mean, not necessarily maybe physically, that, yeah. but she does the same a little role, bit of essentially. That, yeah. Yeah. I like that concept. See, actually. I think compa- like for example, you brought up Mary Jane. Yes, the different. I think the difference there is that I think DC benefits a lot from its reboots. That okay, it's that's what had I was saying. A lot, a lot of, of moments where you know it it restarts and it gets to redefine the relationship mm. and it gets to make the relationship match with today's ideals of a healthy relationship. Marvel doesn't do that. Marvel does soft retcons, but they've never had a full reboot. Oh, it's never happened. They'll do soft retcons while they'll retcon things. But technically, the entire history of Spider-Man from his first print is canon, unless specifically stated. Wait, so maximum clonage and all that shit is still part yeah, yeah, of... Yeah, the Clone Wars is all real. I, shit, there's one of the clones is still running around as uh, as Kane. He's the current Scarlet Spider. I thought that we had stopped with how many different Spider-Mans we've also, had. Also, I that... thought Ben Riley came back. Yes. So, yeah. But it's an alternate Ben Riley. Okay. It's from a different timeline. Wait, but then Miles Morales isn't like a reboot? Or like doing well, okay, something? So alternate that, universe. That, so that was... So uh, Marvel did the Ultimate Comics where they started a parallel printing where they kind of refreshed their stories. They didn't go into a story with... But that's what I'm saying. Like, like Mar- the Miles? So to use Marvel terms, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earth 616 mm-hmm. is the primary Marvel storyline. Okay. That is still act. That is everything from its first printing is Mm. still canon. Right. They've had stories where they've gone back and like retconned a few things or clarified some things from the past. But technically, the contents of Amazing Fantasy number fifteen are still canon to Spider Man story. That's so bizarre. Keeping everything like consistently, especially in comic books. But I think I've seen. I think that's why Peter and Mary Jane's relationship suffers. Hmm. is because you have to evaluate that entire relationship over more than 50 years of print. But even all that aside, how many instances does Mary Jane actively help Spider-Man besides... Like, I mean, I see what if, you're saying, are we but... counting the times where she ha- where she gets powers by accident? Oh, or... God. Yeah, that's, again, Comic books. All this, that's just it, is that because there's no hard reboot, all the ridiculous things are canon... All the like the. I suppose then what I mean when I say right. that that she she's not exactly um, a healthy relationship in the movies. Right. I guess is where I'm coming from. You know what I mean. So we're talking about the Raimi trilogy for me because I didn't. Yeah. I, you're right. I don't. That shit can expand way more in the comics. But as far as I know from the Raimi trilogy, uh, I mean, sort of 
the the new one. That's an MJ, but it's not Mary Jane. Well, yeah, but and actually, she's better. Oh than, yeah. Than actually, I well, never really she, considered. Because she yeah. has a sense of agency as opposed to Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane, who had no agency whatsoever. It was just another one of that will they, won't they? And it's just can we just enjoy the characters being in a relationship? Yep. No, yes, and that's our whole point here today. So, uh, Adrian, thank you so much for your list. Um, we got everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I didn't want to make sure I didn't miss anyone. Do we do an honorable mention? Because I have an honorable mention. You want to do honorable mention or honorable or dismension? Because we're thinking about I have doing an honorable mention. All right. Go ahead. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. That's fine. Uh, Jonathan Joestar and Irina Joestar. That one's an interesting one. Yeah. I brought up when you kind of mentioned it earlier, and I was like, well, in the beginning, it seemed like he just wanted to be a gentleman more than anything. But yeah, I mean, it does develop into something. It's later. also the only good relationship a JoJo has. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Joseph fucking cheated on his wife. Okay. Okay. Fuck you. All right. Uh, My number one is going to be interesting. Uh, (laughs) That's a a topic I would also like to talk about. Uh, Okay. Briefly. Uh Uh-huh. I just... Minor, I I'm sick of infidelity as a TV trope. Oh for my romance. god! Yes, thank you. That's not romantic. That's the only thing that happens in movies half the it, time. It, it's not romantic. Cut that shit out. It's it's. it's oh gross. my god! You cheated on me. That's it. And then that's the, the plot's over. No no no. I just it. mean no no no. Like I don't like when infidelity is used as a romantic subplot. Like, oh no, but it's okay that I cheated on my husband because it's this is the person I'm meant to be with. Do you get me? Brokeback Mountain is a perfect example. Both uh, men cheat on their significant others, their female right, wives. Right. I think one of them is their girlfriend, the other one is their wife. No, I hear you, yeah. To be together. Right. That's not romantic to me. That's gross. Oh, well, forbidden love? But it's... they they. I, I kind of disagree. No, okay. I don't like... I mean, I don't like Brokeback Mountain, but I mean... But I, what I'm saying is I don't like, I don't like it excusing them being unfaithful. Mm. Do you get me? Well, usually that would be the conflict that they resolute. But that's what I'm saying. I don't because the then because right. then it it resolves with the main character still being seen as the hero, even though they're well, a they shitty learn, person. If they learn their lesson, that's the whole point of having an arc. But what's what lesson do they learn? All right, so he's also in the camp with Liz, where it's like if you cheat, then you're Dunsky. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I already I'll tell you what I told Liz. Like being faithful is important, uh-huh. especially if you establish that with your significant sure. other. But yeah. in terms of films and plot and in terms of character redemptions and stuff like that, yes, it is a tired gimmick, mm-hmm. but I have seen it done correctly and kind of is in my list. Like? So, okay. Like my list that I will get into right. later. Don't worry. But like, I see what you're saying. My biggest thing is when there's a plot and it's like, they're totally fine. They're having their own, the, the plot is moving along mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, someone's unfaithful and then they break up and then it's just like that relationship's over. They don't ever learn anything. They don't talk about it oh, again. Okay, sure. It was just a reason to break these characters up. They don't have, like, cause I guess this is where we disagree. Cause I feel like after that happens, mm-hmm. there is a potential for you to talk to your significant other and work something out. If you have a dialogue, this is how I feel. Obviously, not everyone feels this way. Welcome to the Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> um, but, like, that's a thing where you can discuss with your partner. Okay, I get what you're saying, but that's clearly not is not what presents. Oh, not in, in movies. No, no, in movies. movies. No, this is why I agreed with you. It's, it, they're <laughs> clearly monogamous relationships. Right, you in a lot me? of movies, yes. The, yes, they are. Yeah, exactly. In most movies, they're and clearly TV monogamous relationships where one person meets the meets this you know magical fairy that they're that they're clearly supposed to be in love with uh-huh. and cheats on their significant other to be with this person 
and then they never suffer repercussions of that infidelity. Well, that that's never incorporated me. incorporated to the plot ever again. Yeah, that's lame because then that doesn't resolve any character arc at all. It just has them do something for no reason. Right. No, I totally agree with that. But in real world aspects, I'd imagine there are some people where yeah, that's the yes, deal breaker. There's more, and there's some people in, you in could talk world. to someone. Yeah. Sure, but that's, that's because in my number one is also a thing I'm where that clear, happens. Again, I'm specifying where it's clearly presented as a monogamous relationship. Right, right. And then there's infidelity. Right. I, I, even even kind of then. I, I know this is where All we're right, going to disagree. Let's, let's, it's I'm, fine to have I'm differing do my opinions. List. <laughs> yeah, please do. It's fine to have differing opinions, my dude. So starting at number five. Yes. I'm going to do uh, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Captain Holt, uh, Captain Holt and Kevin. Okay, radical. Uh, just really quick, Captain Holt is like this very like straight-laced... Fuck, you just made me think of another one. God damn it. <laughs> is like this super straight-laced person. Uh-huh. And his husband is also super straight-laced. And just the way they write that uh, mm-hmm. these two like... Uh, Lovers? Yeah, yeah, but what's the word? Uh, Partner? Like straight man. These, oh, oh like, okay. Like these two straight man tropes in a relationship together is just so fucking funny. Wasn't there a movie? I forget if it was Jim Carrey or someone and his best friends. They were best friends with him and then he they ended up marrying and that was like a joke. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, that was it, I think, actually. No, that's not Jim Carrey, though. That was... No, no, but he, that was the movie I think he, oh. I'm talking Adam about. Adam Sandler and... Uh, yeah, uh, he, he grew up with two best friends and they ended up falling in love. Yeah, yeah, I kind of remind... And they both played the, the straight man trope. Kevin James. Where neither of them no, were the... Him. You said Smith. Oh, <laughs> whoops. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, next on my list... What's next? ...is uh, Oliver Queen and Dinah Lance. Green Arrow and Black Canary. Rock on. In the comics, Ooh, not a, the one from the show. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. No, they, they are legit. Like, she legitimately made him a better person. Mm-hmm. He grew because of her. And their relationship is relatively unshitty. Like and it, you see it, though. Yeah, that's my biggest point it, here. For sure. It's not like they're just in a relationship for, like, in the background. You right. see them in a relationship fighting and how they play off each yes, other. Yes, exactly. Awesome. So, this next one. Has some stipulations. Okay. It has to be in a very specific playthrough. This is a video game. Oh, one. fuck off. <laughs> See, this is... The, oh, I didn't mention that part. Good thing I didn't, so that way you could say this. <laughs> yeah. No, I told you I'm mentioning this one, so fuck off. Uh-huh. A uh, very specific playthrough <laughs> uh-huh. where this is the only person you're in a romantic relationship with. Okay. But it's Commander Shepard. Yes. And Jack. Yes. Subject zero. You took you mentioned this on a previous show, and I agreed with you on because this, I yeah. like because again there is the opportunity for it to be a toxic relationship because uh-huh. you uh, she gives you an offer to bed her like to in your second conversation yes. to maybe chair her across the face yeah. WWE style uh. sure and uh, <laughs> and you can you can absolutely do that Wait, you can and it's a very like uh, carnal like passionate scene uh-huh. but you can but then you see like the toxic repercussions of that like yeah. her behavior or you can do it the other way and at the end you can see like her break down her walls and put down her defenses and she gets to the core of her character mm. and you can help her process all this pain and like Unlike like all like all of the other moments in the game, like where you like you culminate your romantic relationship with somebody, right. are all very sexual. Meanwhile, the one between like Shepard and Jack at the very end mm-hmm. is very sweet. It's like him or her. Yeah, is she? She's the bisexual yeah, option, right? Yes. Yeah, hold like you're holding her in bed and she's crying. It's mm-hmm. a very tender moment. And then if you carry that over into Mass Effect Three, they have a few other moments. That are really nice. And I think that is a really good... Like if you 
if in my mind that is the canon relationship right and i like the way that particular possibility plays out i mean i went garris but Fair. you know but again like this is i agree with this choice but normally with this topic i kind of wanted to avoid um rpg romance options because i felt like the player character wasn't really an established character it was more right. of a self-insert sure. and the, the the person you're romancing always has like to dragon have, age Right, and it always has to have an open for the character to fall out of the relationship or fall in. Sure. It didn't feel organic. It feels like you're it's something you're just allowed to do because you're the player character. But Jack in particular has that stipulation in the beginning, which is like kind of a newer way of doing it that not a lot of other games really do, where you get to know her, you have the option to get that that scene early mm-hmm. on, and a lot of people just want that scene. But you get to know her and actually establish the relationship, yeah. and you have that option. Absolutely. It it's, it's it goes a little further than most of the other characters. Even Garrus. Garrus is just like, I'm really fucking stressed out with work and stuff. Yeah, but I got a Vagoo. And that's that's really the majority of his yeah. character arc. I mean, he's a great character, don't get me wrong, but the romance really leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. Um, Next on it. my list. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Is, no, it's all right. Is, uh, Nathan, I'm so sorry. Nathan Drake. <laughs> Oh, shit. What's her last name? Elena Fisher. Fisher. There we go. Yes. Okay. Nathan Drake and Elena Fisher from the Uncharted series. Right on. Because you legitimately, first off, it's four games that you get to watch their relationship develop. Mm. And it's so believable the way they write these, because he's very much like a Han Solo type. Right. And so it's very believable the way they show her almost falling in love with him is this the, in spite herself. the blonde lady or the yeah. brunette lady? No, fuck the brunette lady. Because they know Chloe that they is both... A bitch. Yeah, they Chloe's had, a bitch. He had two love interests for yes, a while. No, not simultaneously, I didn't though. play it, everyone, so don't crucify me. Not right, simul- right. No, Chloe is mm. from his past. Ah, okay. And she does pop back up. But he never falters. Like, he's always, like, Elena's the one on his mind. Okay, And then it culminates in four. I don't want to be spoilery, but they're clearly, like, that's his person there's like, re- it's part of his character there's no no, no. It like, that's, like it's there there's a lot to establish that that's it there that, that's his that's his lowest mm. like that's it and uh just again the way that you it's it feels organic like it feel these feel like two real people that fell in love like it it really does feel like she fell in love with him despite her best wishes and we and she's see like, it oh i like him like yeah. that like yeah and you well, see it happen. wait then i have a question though because yes. is it do we see them because this is one of the stipulations here it can't be the whole game they're falling in love and at the end they do no it's they have to be in a relationship I can't spoil they can, anything they can fall in love that's fine well just don't answer yes or no <sighs> but they can fall they can fall in love in the plot but we need to have scenes yes. of them being in a relationship and playing off each there other are. Okay. there are absolutely cool are. awesome that's, especially that's awesome. in the fourth game what like, else <laughs> what else you got for me without uh, getting into spoilers <laughs> and then my number one is uh john marsden and abigail from red dead redemption oh fuck oh fuck that's a good fucking relationship that is a man. good one he, he's a devoted fucking family yeah man, man. that much and we get to see it in two games because we get to see it in red dead 2 also mm. With and, uh, even an undead nightmare, he's pretty fucking yes, devoted to his family. Like he's he's trying his fucking hardest. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And like, 100%. it's not like Arthur because Arthur's just like hung up on somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's not he doesn't really have a relationship. No, John like loves his fucking wife, man. Mm-hmm. Like he really will go through hell for her. 
Right. And especially like he if you did. if you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and especially if you play it like if you play through like a uh, Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. as like the good guy John. Right. Then it really does culminate into this idea of like no, she she, she tamed the outlaw. Mm-hmm. Like she turned the outlaw into a family man. Yeah, she found the diamond in yeah, the rough exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, and, and it's, it's written very well it's too. So and like they, really their dialogue with each other, the way they speak to each other is so genuine. Mm-hmm. And like she's so sassy with him sometimes, mm-hmm. but I love it. Like she, yeah. she, 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 it plays off of his yeah, character. It's absolutely, so good. That's I love their relationship. Exactly it's what I'm looking for. Exactly, because it's like it would suck if it was like yeah they play off each other and they they never really get to the relationship until the end. But yeah. no, they have a relationship established from the beginning. Exactly, so. and it, it works out so well. And my honorable mention is Korra and Asami from uh the from the avatar legend of Korra. okay rock on you guys are gonna just because what brings them together is the fact that they both dated the same shitty guy like (laughs) either way all right so we're gonna hop into mine um i don't even know if i have a fucking dishonorable mention but or honorable mention but i'm gonna fucking try okay you know what i'm changing my number five how about that (laughs) my new number five is uh final fantasy four because we were talking earlier about final fantasy characters and I didn't feel comfortable picking. Um, I, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I remembered Fana- things weird. Final Fantasy number Final four. Fantasy. Who's who's? The I want to pick Final Fantasy four, uh, and it's Cecil and Rosa because uh, I wanted to pick a Final Fantasy uh, pairing because there's a lot of Final Fantasy games that the focus is romance, and you figure yeah. that'd be a huge part of it. But it suffers that whole thing where it's like the characters themselves don't really bounce off each other. It's a huge will they, won't they until the very end for a majority of it. And it's usually like end of disc two or something like that. Oh, also, I really, really hate like fated to be together relationships. Oh, that's yeah, that's a bit generic. Fuck mm-hmm. Destiny. Well, it's Destiny. Sometimes exactly. Destiny can be done correctly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Destiny can be done mm-hmm. correctly, but it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like some people are really into the Lincoln's eldership, and that's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of destiny thing. No, um, I I barely played Legend of Zelda, and I still ship Link with Milfa. Milfa. Mifa. Mifa. Sorry. Mifa. <laughs> yeah. Fish girl. Wait, have you not played Breath of the Wild at all? Oh, like that oh. was the first. No, 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 no. See, I don't I haven't remembered any of the characters' oh, names okay. in Breath of the Wild. Mipha, yeah. I was thinking Rudo is the fucking fish girl, and I'm like, what are you guys talking no, no, no. about? Breath of the Wild. I mean, they got married. Fucking mm-hmm. Link and Rudo. So I mean. Not very healthy relationship, but I mean it's there. Um, anyway, no Cecil and and um, and Rosa because from what I've seen in Final Fantasy IV, it seems as though like they start out in a relationship, and throughout the plot of the game, they're in a couple the entire time. As the the, right. the events of well, Cain does kidnap her, and you know that's gonna be a thing that happens, but. The game establishes that they're already in a relationship. It's healthy, and they love each other as they confront the plot. Right. Helps. Helps. Anyway, um, I just want to briefly mention not Titus and Yuna because they're just dits yep. and idiots, pretty much <laughs> both of them. Yes. Yes, that scene. And just keeping things from each other the entire uh-huh. fucking game. Squall and Renoa. Squall's kind of a, a fucking douche, and Renoa's like- a ditz. I love him. Squall's not even a douche. He's just like khaki pants brought to life. Like you're the hottest guy here. (laughs) He's so bland. I definitely will give you that. But that's my whole thing. Um, And then Cloud and Eris, because I was gonna mention it. I promised I was Uh gonna mention it. I know I'm staying a lot on my number five now. Um, But fucking Cloud and Eris. It's interesting because he thought he was someone, and that someone loved Eris. And whatever. We're not gonna get into it. It just makes more sense. It's Cloud and Tifa. Moving on. Number four, Big Gay Al and Mr. Slave from South Park. 
So I picked these two because and not Garrison's fucking terrible. That's the thing, right? I I picked these two and not um Craig and Tweak because they're both giant stereotypes that South Park made, but somehow took those giant stereotypes and made them in a healthy functioning relationship with each other. Got Mr. Slave away from Mr. Garrison, who is a horrible person. Yes. And they're also just happy being who they are, no matter how, you know, flamboyant their personalities are. It's just who they are. So that's my pick. Question Before. question yes. about Craig and Tweak. Are they actually gay? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, is it Craig? Yeah, Craig and Tweak. Yeah, because yeah. I know all the girls shipped them. It w- and, and it yeah. was uh, like making fun of Yahweh. Y- Yahweh, Yahweh, yeah. But at the end of the episode, they hold hands. And then throughout the rest of the series, it just they just built it up. So my problem with that is they kind of retconned it because these characters existed for a while. Granted, they were kids. So maybe they just weren't thinking about that shit yet. I don't know. I think Mr. Slave and Big Al having a thing is way happier. It's good shit. Yeah. All no, right. Number three. Uh, I'm going to do my best to not go into it because we already talked about it. Armand and Albert from The Birdcage. That's my number three. That Great selection. Love them to death. They raise a kid together. Good example. Kid's a dick. Kid's a horrible Ooh. person. Sorry. Did you, did you just, uh, you know, give birth to an egg? Or? No, I thought of another one. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll keep it in mind, and we'll talk about it after. Uh, number two is uh, Andrew and Cafe Cafe from Majora's Mask. Um, none of you guys have played Majora's Mask, have you? He ha- what the? Oh, fuck? I'm sorry. It's my favorite yeah, Legend of Zelda I game, meant- my dude. Adrian, have you played Majora's <laughs> no. Mask? Okay, you know Andrew and yeah. Cafe. Okay, yeah, yeah. am I pronounced? I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing. I have no it idea. Okay, it's but they established their relationship. It's a sure. side quest, granted, but it takes it's all three cute. days. Yeah. yeah. And they go into why they love each other. It's yeah. a plot. They've already established they're in a relationship. I don't know why my voice went so high, but yeah. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, I really like how the game has them already established. It's it's a plot. It is a development in a functioning relationship that doesn't resort to something like right. they cheated on each other or something like that. Yeah. It's something for a couple to grow and learn with. Yeah, and it's and the, super cute. I'm here yeah. for it. I'm, I'm a word. I like it. Fucking the final scene on the third day is pretty goddamn dramatic, especially for a Nintendo game. I mean, mm-hmm. not to say Nintendo games can't do it, but like that's a big one, mm-hmm. right? Sorry, I just really like Majora's Mask, and that was a great side quest. That's my favorite. Annoying one. as fuck to do, though. Oh, I yeah. will say. Like, doing the actual quest itself is kind of harsh, but the story is worth it. So I'd do it just for that. Plus, you can roll into Sakon's cave, um, and when you're in his cave, you can put on the Fierce Deity mask. Oh, right. And it's a glitch to wear it. Anyway, moving on. Number one, and probably the big contention, James and Mary, Silent Hill 2. I've got no (laughs) problems. Adrian's walking out. I've got no problems with this. It's, uh, It's tough, because there's obviously, obviously some problems in the relationship. He fucking... But... But I digress. He doesn't. He saves her, Adrian. <laughs> That's the way you're supposed to think about her. It's duality. It's the fault of man. He's not perfect. He, Adrian, no matter what happened in that game, you cannot look me in the eye and tell me that James did not love yeah, Mary. Yeah, exactly. He and definitely Mary did loves not Mary. love James. Right, but like, isn't she a goal? No. For the game, she no. is the goal. Se- no, 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 no. But hold on, she hold has on. establishment throughout the game. It's not like she's just, oh, I'm at the end and that's it. Yeah. It, it, the goal, Maria is like. <laughs> the goal. Yeah, but the goal isn't to attain her. The goal is to, to recover her. Like he's. 
Uh, that's close though. But find her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but that's a, but she's what supposed I'm to be dead. They're yeah. already like, but by the time the game starts, they're already a thing. Is my point? Right. Right. Yeah. So she's not the prize at the end of the road. I see that. Yeah. It's, she's you know she's yes she is his driving force, but she herself is not the prize. Their relationship. is. Yeah, it's not to win her over. Yeah, it's exactly. to literally just get back to her right. because he loves her so much. Okay, I. There are okay. parts. There are definitely parts of the game where, as soon as the illness takes hold, yes. there's a definite decline. But there's a reason why that happens, and it's yeah. not because the characters themselves are just assholes. Right. Now we're gonna talk, James and I here, because it's the same discussion I had with Liz on whether or not James deserves any forgiveness for cheating on Mary. Okay, but here's the thing about that: is that. Hold on one second. Spoiler for Silent Hill Two. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. <laughs> At least it gets <coughs> talked about. You get me? Like, yeah. James is not presented as this altruistic good guy. I mean, he tries. He's like any other guy. He yeah. tries, but the game, like, the game makes you aware of his flaws, and mm. he clearly has legitimate guilt over it. Right. I'm talking about the trope where, like, the main character goes on with their new happily ever after and leaves their previous partner in the dust. Ah, that's what switching I'm switching waifus. No, yeah, like yeah. where and there's no repercussions from it. They never have to deal with the fallout from it. Like that bothers okay, me. Okay, so then Silent Hill Two is a perfect example of why, yeah, how I sure. feel like it could be resolved because sure. you can use that as plot drama. But if the character learns something, Look, from real it. couples forgive infidelity all the time. Right, right. But that's again, it's it, there's a difference though, is because yes, James cheated on Mary, but he's with Mary. Right. You get right. me? Yes. It's not... Unless you get the Maria. And, but yeah, yeah, It's not, oh, me and Adrian are married, but, oh, George. And then I just run off with you and forget right. all about Adrian. Right, That's right, right. what bothers me. Plus, plus, a large portion you of the game, You see that Mary... trope in romantic comedies all the fucking time. Right. And remember, Mary is presumably dead as well, which right. is going to throw that in there. Like, he saw her die. Yes. So he's pretty convinced. Um, but, yeah. You should I... do something about that cough. So, see, this is why I love that game to death. It's, like, number two, if not three, if not one. I don't know. Uh But the fact that you can follow James's story, not you, but you know what I mean, Uh James's story, and no matter how you view or your opinion on how you feel about how he acted or Uh what punishment he deserves, there is an ending to support it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's there's always an end, and it's based on how you play. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that fucking genius? Yes. I'm sorry. So that aside, James and Mary very much love each other. Yes, I do question them being your number one spot, though, George. There's only one game that's a romance-focused game that literally brings me to tears every time because of how right. the letter at the end, where Mary writes it, how she you writes it. You made me. Fuck you. <laughs> so don't make, happy. Don't fucking... She does an amazing job with that fucking okay. voiceover. But no, but... Don't it, get mad at me for trying. Because it's gonna make, <laughs> you're going to make me cry. Stop it. It's so good. But, but no, like, right. the letter itself really shows... That they had a loving relationship. Granted, we didn't see that loving relationship. It was really off screen. A lot of it. But yeah. we see stuff about it but in the see, game. But we still it's see weird. the love because that's his driving force. And there's there's even not flashback. There is a flashback that does happen. But yes. there are callbacks that let us see it in the plot as opposed to something where Star Wars where it's like, yeah, they went through their whole thing off camera and we're just dealing with them afterwards. I just you know really I mean? feel of your top five. Two of them break your own rule for actually being a good relationship. And you think that, well, uh, well, my are you talking about my old number five? 
That one and James and Mary, I don't think they're good relationships. I think it got to a bad relationship for sure. Yeah, that's that's me, James. No, I I I, I can see what you're saying. Again, I it's it's difficult because, like I said, it's James and Mary in particular is difficult because it has it's not shallow like hmm they're not a good relationship per se but they're also not necessarily a bad relationship prior to everything that happens because they've clearly worked through the bad yeah you get me Mm. like by the time we get to james in the game they've already worked through the bad and when she dies yeah no, but I mean, like, he has a hard time. Fucking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when she dies, uh-huh, yeah. as per his perception of the events, mm-hmm. like, by that point, they're in nothing but love. Mm-hmm. It's mourning at that point. And he want, he's mourning her, yeah. and he's holding on to this fate. Now, granted, I do agree with you. It breaks my rule in the sense, and I have to think about that now, that the relationship is portrayed off screen. That is true. It's too. not something in the game. But my counter, and I guess the reason why I think it kind of impressed me because it's not just showing it his counter is that he's the boss and he gets to decide <laughs> pretty much no he's, uh, he's phoenix writing writing right now <laughs> dun, 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 turnabout don't watch this no but pretty much every character interaction every thing he sees in the environment if you look into it instead of and this is the big difference here all the stuff we talk about it's in the plot like it's in the script it's and that's good But Silent Hill, just as it does with everything else, makes it part of the atmosphere, part of the environment. Mm. You learn about James and Mary's relationship, as flawed as it was, but the real love behind it. And it really wasn't anything abusive. It wasn't anyone taking advantage. It was the fallout of something tragic happening to them. And you see that in the interactions with Angela, with Maria, with Pyramid Head, with Laura, oh my god. Like... And it's portrayed through other characters. And I guess in that sense, it doesn't show it exactly, but we see enough of it thematically with so many other elements of the game that I feel like it sort of counts. But maybe it, it is it is hard for me to argue. I definitely will tell you that. Like, I did have to add that stipulation. If anything, I'd put maybe Andrew and Kaife a little bit higher because that one's just straight established. Yeah. But I really do. I really do think I've never seen two characters that have been established more in love than James and Mary. And I know that's me in particular because I like survival horror games and that's most of the shit I play. Resident Evil does not have any good relationships. No, it doesn't. At all. So um, (laughs) neither did Fatal Frame, neither did any of these. So pardon me if I feel like there's a little bias because there definitely is. I'm not going to deny it. But I feel like there's definitely a relationship there. And that's it. James, um, what's because I, I was just thinking, what is there any really good relationship in survival horror games? Uh, what the fuck is is your wife's name in uh, Dead Space? No, I don't say Nicole is a good one. Why? It's not. Her, it's not her half the game. Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> Come on, it's, 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 it, by the way, that also borrows the trope from Silent Hill too, where it uses right. the thing to do the thing. But that also kind of works. Where it's, it's part about of the tro- characters. It's about the characters. Um, but no, my my honorable mention for the little thing, oh, real yeah. quick, um, is from a little game called A Night in the Woods. Uh, I didn't bring it up because it's kind of hard for me to give more into detail because I didn't play all of it. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's these two characters. Uh, they are a homosexual couple. Uh, it's a little fox dude and a little uh, bear dude. Cute. Yeah, it's it's fucking adorable. And apparently, like, there's a lot of confiding. Angus has a lot of trauma with his parents, so 
yeah, Angus has a lot of trouble, uh, trauma with his parents. So he confides in Greg and Greg needs uh, validation. So he gets that from Angus. It, it's pretty good relationship. They support each other. And you know, it, it's a shame the game doesn't have more attention. There's mm. a lot of shit like that in there. It's like, but fuck, it's like Bojack Horseman. Now that I think about it, the okay. whole game. No, cause it, it's all about anthropomorphic characters going through like emotional, uh, support systems and dealing with addiction and stuff like that because about the character going home from flunking out of college and it's it's that same kind of melancholy tone you know what i mean okay so i don't know you might like it in general okay (laughs) (laughs) so Um, that was it okay radical um so i think that's everyone on the list uh, I, I had another that I thought of, but I yep, forgot it. You forgot it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm sure you'll remember it. Don't I worry. I was going to bring up earlier, but I think it breaks the not a goal role mm. rule. Sorry. <laughs> know your uh, role. Uh, Samonosuke from Onimusha. And... Mm. That's, a, that's a big goal, though. Yeah. Because, like, if you want to even use my excuse of Mary and stuff, where it's, like, if they showed it in his plot of him, like, why does Samonosuke love Princess Yuki? crickets <laughs> like like he's she's a princess never is brought up again sonal 2 doesn't have a sequel so we don't have to worry about that it's self-established but i hear what you're saying you know come to think of it actually like avatar and legend of korra have several really good couples in them i hear that i hear ang that a and, lot ang and katara uh tenzin yeah. and pema and then this is where now we're talking about korra mm. and then uh bolin did you watch korra no. no. God damn it. So I'm alone here. But anyway, it has a lot of really I, nice couples I, in it. There was a little bit of a will they, won't they with... For a second um, there, I with, thought with the way these characters sound, I thought you were going to say Timon and Pumbaa. For <laughs> I had a huge argument with someone oh on whether or not they are actually like a pairing couple or if they're just friends oh. that are also a same-sex parents. For your dishonorable mention, you should include uh, Ren and Stimpy. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to find a cartoon couple and it was just like, nope, they're verbally abusive up the wazoo. Uh-huh. Can't happen. Just nope. What about Stu and and the wife in uh, Rugrats, the mom? That's a good couple. I mean, they're, Stu, yeah, they're why are really you up at 3 a.m. Mm. making cookies? I've there's lost a, control a, of my life. <laughs> it, it's hard because they're not really a, a focus of most of the episodes, but it is there. Yeah, they are. I'll definitely nice, give you they're it. still presented as a nice couple. Yeah. I, no, I'm I, saying for a cartoon, if you wanted. No, yeah, I know. I was trying to find an example of a gay cartoon, but that was. Oh well, fuck. It, it's just hard to find them in general. Well, yeah, man. In media, so in any case, let's move on to the news. Um, actually, real quick, uh, you listening at home, let us know what your freaky five healthy relationships in media are. The I don't know. The categories are pretty open, so I feel like there's a lot of room for exploration, and we're really eager to hear what you say. So hit us up on the Fan Freaks Facebook, F A N F R E E K S Fan Freaks. Alrighty, so. Let's hit up that news, gentlemen. Let's mm-hmm. close this out. Anything? Uh, first things first, the Batman animated series is getting a continuation comic book from none oh. other than Paul Dini, Himself. the man who created that that whole cartoon and gave us Harley Quinn. I have one question. What? Is the comic going to be printed on black paper? <laughs> no. Fuck. That, that'd be... Really? Like That would be cool, but it'd also be ridiculously expensive and damn near impossible. Do it. People would do it. 
Like it would be if really they did it, the the book would have to sell for fifteen bucks. A yeah, pop, exactly. God, the colors would be so cool though, and it'd be just like the show. Uh, I and, know. You know, like ah, that'd be super dope. It's a smart idea. Anyway, that's cool. I'm glad to hear it. it's a good a series. It's a good series. Rick Moranis coming back to the Honey I Shrunk the Kids universe oh after God. years of retirement. What over thirty years at I'm this sorry, point? Did you yeah. just say Honey I Shrunk the Kids universe? I mean, presumably, if they're going to continue it, because we don't know if it'll be a show yeah, or a no. movie or what they're going to do. Presumably, it's going to be on Disney Plus versus a theatrical release. And they'll cross over with Ant-Man. Yeah. Ah, oh, my God. It's actually not that bad. That would be amazing. No, I agree. I mean, why not go for it thematically? So they're sense. there. They're running through the grass. This big ant's about to eat them. And just Paul Rudd comes out. No, no, it's okay. It's all right, Anthony. Stop. Oh, no, Anthony died. <laughs> Uh, well, the movie w- would be over in a second because it's just mean? like, oh, there's people here. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> just walk away. Like, <laughs> the movie's yeah. over. He's like, oh, I can fix this. Oh, <laughs> unless his belt breaks, in which case that's a great movie. So look at us. We're writing films right uh-huh. as we know it. Any other news? Or do you uh, want me to well, jump in? Was- well, I wanted to cover the Oscar winners. All right, let me do my quick things, and yes. we'll go to the Oscar winners. Um, so, really quick, Resident Evil Resistance has a couple things that was released, and I just want to touch that since we're pretty much a Resident Evil podcast at this point. Um, so, they released new maps. You did this. This is your fault. Yes. It is. It is. It is. I, I, <laughs> I blame me every day. Uh-huh. Good, and you should. And sometimes um, every night. That's erotic. We'll save that for the kink cast. Ayo. Um, but kink no. Kink uh, cast. Ooh. Yeah, no, we, we've been teasing that. got a name that. and everything. Yeah, right. the kink cast. It was something we've been talking about for a while. We just got to set it up. You know, there's a lot of preparation for good kinks. Got it. Anyway, um, Resistance got a couple of, uh, well, got a new map. It is the Raccoon City Amusement Park. Fun. Huh. I am so mad that they have not used this area before. And st- instead chose to reuse areas from previous games in Outbreak. Like, could you... You could have done... Anyway. Could, did you know Outbreak had, like, four scenarios that were cut? Yeah. And they're amazing. They look amazing. This is probably one of them. In any case, this changes Resistance quite a bit. I thought it was randomly generated of the same-looking map. Now that I know there's going to be different maps to switch it up, that's a big plus. Now that I know that there's more masterminds to choose besides Daniel and uh, Annette... Annette, and then we have Alex. Now we have Alex Wesker. And And Spencer Old Curmudgeon himself. Which is so random. Like, I can't imagine someone going, Whoa, awesome! I can't wait to play as that guy from In the Files. Like, because that's who he is. Like, he really doesn't have... And look, it's cool. He's a reference to OG Resident Evil games and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Capcom dropped the ball on Spencer. And reminding, Capcom drops the ball a lot. On a lot of things. No, absolutely. And remi- and he's also using the Resident Evil 5 design instead of getting a redesign like Alex. So it just reminds me of how they dropped the ball with Wesker. Or with, well, oh. with Wesker and Spencer. Yeah, what's up? No, I just thought of a news thing. Is it related to this? What? Is it related to this? No, no, no. Go ahead. That's okay, are you sure? Well, I'm almost done. It's fine. Basically, they redesigned Alex Wesker. She looks amazing. She's Scarlet Joe Thero- uh, Charlize Theron. Scarlett Joe Charlize Theron? Yes, that is, that is what she's now. She's modeled after this. Um, I love the fact that there's different masterminds. That's that's a great new feature. They added we new characters. We have new characters, new no. masterminds, new maps. It helps. And plus that it's free and it's part of Resident Evil 3 is a massive plus. I still want Outbreak, but you know what? Let's try this. I looked at the gameplay, though. 
the beta tests, the mm-hmm. recent beta tests. Yeah. So um, still looks kind of yikes. Like it's really janky and characters don't really connect sometimes. And Fun. It could be fixed. I'm going to be hopeful. Now that it's free, I have a way more positive outlook on it. Now it's not replacing anything or right. whatever. But it's uh, weird. Anyway. All right. James, what's your news? This is a bit of old news, but I doubt we've talked about it on this show. But there was a leaked image of the new Universal theme park opening in Orlando. They're opening a whole new theme park. It's going to be called Epic. Okay. And in the image, you can clearly see Nintendo Land. Yes. Okay. So there's a lot, but you okay? Say clearly, see you can see what is to be Nintendo Land, but we still don't know what the attractions are going to be. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about that. So it's really interesting to speculate because there looks like the what, what, they clearly have what's going to be the entrance is blocked. Like we're not supposed to actually know what the entrance looks like. So, I'm pretty sure the entrance is going to be a giant pipe. So I'm sorry, I'm a giant idiot. When you said it was blocked, I imagine. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Fucking. it's like, like you can tell, like, it, like Thwomp. in the, uh, it, like in the concept art, mm-hmm. you can cl- t- clearly tell that there's like trees that are copied and pasted the to block certain tr- things, oh, yeah, and like there's like fireworks to block certain things. Like they're only showing us a little bit, huh. so they want they. But what they are showing us looks super cool. Nice. I mean, I heard about Nintendo Land, I wonder- and on top of Nintendo Land, they're also a whole part of the theme park is devoted to the Universal monsters. Oh, awesome. yeah, because like that used to be a big part of Universal. And they it's kind of they kind of toned it down over the years, uh-huh. so it's really cool to see this whole section of a park Man, being dedicated I to can't it. Can't wait to go to my Tom Cruise mummy ride. <laughs> you piece of shit. That's exciting. No, it's specifically <laughs> like you classic Universal monsters. That sounds. So can you imagine all Dracula's castle? What? Dracula's castle is probably my favorite thing that I could imagine being in classic Universal yeah, monsters. Absolutely. Yeah, just ha- like walking into the fucking yes. castle. That sounds uh, amazing. Frankenstein's lab. For me, that'd, that'd be great, super dope. I, I think I've walked through. You know what I Lab think would be super though. cool, especially since they fucking got rid of the Terminator attraction at Universal. I think they should have their own version of Tomorrowland, like Disney's Tomorrowland, but it's all of Universal's like futuristic uh, IPs, uh-huh. and they should have a Terminator roller coaster. I think that would be dope as shit. Does Universal have? And you're getting Robocop? chased by a T1000. Yes. Yeah, Does, I'm fine with do that. they have Robocop? No. No. Oh no! Who owns Robocop? Fox. Fuck. So, wait, it's a Disney character now? It is. Oh, shit. He's a Disney princess. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Actually, okay. I have a question. Yeah. If anybody that's listening, if you want to, I'm not condoning this, but go to the Universal Land with a drone and get us aerial footage. Uh, <laughs> no. That's, it's not uh, going to work. Fan Freaks does not condone this message that was previously <laughs> spoken by Captain the Dude, Adrian. Make us, make us, make us. No, no, uh, that's definitely protected airspace right now. Yeah. Damn. Shot down. So your your drone could get shot down? Oh, yeah. Thank so, I think... Or caught by a hawk. Ooh. I feel like we should revisit this topic when the park actually does open. But right now... So in two years. Oh, God, we have so much time. Um, so then right now, what would be your, your most wanted attraction at Nintendo Land? Oh, I thought you meant, like, okay. I think I have one. Uh, Mario Kart. Uh, so, well, Ooh, that's supposedly, one. <laughs> suppo- that's one of the suspected attractions, uh-huh. is like a go-kart Mario Kart track. Mm. Another one, have you, any of you, no, I know you haven't, but you haven't been to Disney recently, have you? Uh, like two years ago. Was oh, okay, recently? so you know they have the the minecart ride. 
Oh, the isn't that... seven uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs minecart ride? Oh, Supposedly, no, that was Donkey Kong minecart ride. What? That's, that's, uh, like the fucking the hard yeah. level of the donkey. Oh my god! Can you imagine jumping off the tracks? I need and shit? the Super Nintendo soundtrack to play in the background. Jesus <laughs> Christ! And then when you're waiting in line to play the underwater music. Oh God! <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I would want with all my heart like Clock Town, but that's never gonna happen in a million years from Majora's Mask. You know, it'd be really good. Okay, tell us what you want, Adrian. Lavender Town. Why Lavender Town in particular? That's or I mean, actually I put want that it. for your horror. Uh, I the love. October. Yeah, when it's in October, you make the Pokemon. Ooh, make town. a new Tower of Terror, but have it be the Sylph Tower. <laughs> That's so specific, though. You'd have to. If anything, oh, that'd they be do, so good. They do the Elite Four Tower or whatever. Oh, you know what I mean? Lame. And that makes more scary, sense. Though. Maybe change it to that for Halloween, like he was saying. That makes sense. I honestly thought you were gonna say, "Oh, what would you like in this new theme park?" Yeah. And I was gonna say, "Not not Nintendo Land oh, related, okay. just." in this new theme park if it could include it uh give me back back to the fucking future but yeah no that i know that was a fun ride but anyway the one that also, i also by the way uh, no uh warner brothers owns robocop yes okay but let He's me say my too. number one though because clock town is never gonna happen no i, I know i'd want that but it's never gonna happen i'd love to see a luigi's mansion Oh, that would be cool. It's like the same thing as the Haunted Mansion in Disney, but it's got Luigi and all the other characters that I love that get Actually, no attention. Actually, Haunted Mansion isn't that great. The The times I've been, it wasn't that great. Oh, that sucks. Motherfucker, we are going to fight. Yeah, I like that. That is really, my favorite Disney ride. I thought it was nah, fun as fuck. It's my aesthetic. Oh, I love it. No, I can't, fuck I can't you, deny Adrian. It. We could have a whole episode about this. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. They have a fucking live actor out oh, in the field what? while you wait. It's super cool. One of the other. Uh, themed areas is an uh, expansion to the harry potter stuff nice they're adding i need a, to go to harry potter world they're adding a fantastic know. beast section uh, okay as long It'd as the main cool character's not theme there park. yeah absolutely as long as i don't do, well i just think that it would be a good idea to <laughs> choose a purpose to good to uh-huh, i got it thanks <laughs> we know you we know but anyway is you that all like eddie redmayne yeah, uh, no, that's that's not true. It's There's just in Jupiter Land. Ascending and ah. Fantastic Beasts. So those are the only two movies I don't like Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, that's yeah. it. In any case, Universal Monsters is somewhere over there. Anyway, All right, go ahead. Any other news? Or I think we're good, guys. Right? I yeah, think let's so. get into those Oscars, man. All right, Oscar me, Oscar. First things first. I just want to say, Irishman was nominated for ten things, didn't walk away with one. Good. No. Und- no, not good. Now we can fight. Okay. Oh God. Uh, I I am pretty fucking surprised. Uh, I honestly thought it would have won for set design and costumes Fair. at least. Because mm. yeah, the, but who was it going against in costumes? Hang on, I'm looking. At I think now. it was Little Women, mm. and that one won. Uh, which is fine. Look, Marty has already won his Oscar, so I'm okay with it. Uh. However, the big winner oh, of the dude, night was... Look, it par- was going against Little Women, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for costume design. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I feel, uh, did very well for a costume. Jojo yeah. Rabbit is another one that had great costume design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eh. Well, I mean, in general, though, I mean, are, I don't know if we're, are we going to go into each category. I guess we shouldn't. I mean, but. how hard is it to mess up Nazi outfits? Well, we'll... Well, there was more though. There was more to that. There yeah, were kids, dude. and they had to put their character in the outfits, and they did a good job, I think, in in costume. Design. Taika Waititi could could 
be Hitler anytime. Okay, wait, right. there is something I did want to discuss with you, though. Huh? How does 1917 deserve best visual effects over Endgame? Endgame had some pretty bad CGI at times. The only effect in 1917 is making it look like one cut. Like, you can learn that, like, a film student can do that. Mm, not well. It's not that I, hard. I, uh... Meanwhile, I Avengers Endgame had three different studios who had three different Thanos uh, models, and they somehow looked consistent throughout. I, no, they didn't. I think no, there were there were times where Thanos looked terrible. In, there were times where Iron that, Man looked that terrible. aside. I think what the Academy was focusing was that it was more practical in terms of the effects as opposed to CGI. I think that's something they focus yeah, on they, as opposed they, to CGI. They were graphics. very broad with the title. It says best visual. Yeah, effects. I'm not trying to say that Avengers had bad visuals or not even as good, but I. I think the focus was because it was it looked like it was one continuous shot that in and of itself is a nice practical effect sure. that lasts the whole movie Plus not the, only that that great shot of him well, running not, with the a, mortars and the extras effect, technically it's an editing effect well because they had to do practical things in order to seamlessly put it in the editing you're not really editing much the whole thing is that it is a solid there shot. are cuts. no it's not though. there are there cuts, are cuts. right just but, the cuts. Whole, but the whole thing is is that it implies yes there is editing trickery and that helps win right. win some categories if it did. But the whole thing is, wait, it won, right? Yes. It won. Yeah. So yeah, that's why it won. Right. But the whole thing is looking like one consistent shot is something you have to plan for on set. And that's that the sure. visual experience of it is an effect. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But, there, but that is, that's to the two. Like Endgame had effects that people didn't even realize were effects. I will also say Avengers is kind of like end of an era huge movement it was kind of weird it didn't get any attention because it did have a huge impact on people so but dude like as an example like that scene where they're all wearing the time suits like Mm. the suits that they're going to wear to jump through time they're not wearing those suits when they filmed that movie those suits hadn't even been designed yet weird so those suits that they're wearing are a hundred percent cg I, I'm not doubting you that it is impressive. I, I actually would say Avengers probably deserved to win. I'm just fine with 1917 winning. I'm sorry. I think yeah. it was visually better. Okay. All right. Rock I on. wasn't wowed by Endgame. If there's only one thing, if I can, I can uh, come away with this, because really I don't remember a lot of the specific options. Oh, I will. Let's say before we go into this. Yeah, Parasite winning for... for okay, well, I guess we'll go straight into it. Uh, yeah, no. the Parasite and its director, Bong Joon-ho, there we go. Fucking I'm proud of you. got it. I'm ready. <laughs> um, he, I loved his speech. I have not seen the movie yet, which I'm really intending it's really to do. It's really good. Tomorrow it's I am really seeing good. it. I paid money to go see it in the theater. They're re-showing it. Dude, some of the fucking interviews with him are so cringy. Like the questions that people oh, ask okay, him. Oh, okay, because he signed not he him, though. Great. He's yeah. great. But like the questions that people ask him, like, what made you decide to set this movie in Korea? She asked the Korean director yeah. with Korean stars. Well, I live there. That's one. Like, I, it, it's, it's great. Don't you just love journalists? That that aside, um, his speech itself, he was very heartfelt the first time he came up. I forgot what it, what the first thing was for. It uh, was best, best script, uh, best, best screenplay, best screenplay. Yes. Yeah, because JoJo won best adapted screenplay. Do you remember like he? Oh he wait, was, he it won. Wait, we're talking about uh, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Because it won best picture. Right. It won best, best director. director. Best International Film and Best uh, Original yes, Screenplay. Correct. Okay. I forget which one he was coming up for, but he said his speech and then he sat back down. Right. And then he went up for Best Director and gave everybody the award. Well, no, no. It wasn't. Uh, it, it was Best Writing. 
Oh, okay. What was uh, best original screenplay? Then? Oh my god. Writing adapted. No, that's it. The original Guys, screenplay isn't a thing anymore. But my point. My point. Yes. I forget which speech it was for. Okay. Right. But it was one of his many awards that he was not expecting to get. Yeah. It was and best he basically director. said like there was a thing that was always told to me, which was the the most the truest stories are always the most realist or something like that, or the most unique or the most interesting or the most uh, real stories. I'm fucking up this quote super hard. <laughs> a little bit. But he says this and he goes, and that line actually, and he, he thinks and he's like, oh shit, that line was said by Martin Scorsese who's sitting like right there. And he points him out. Everyone stands up because it, he's so fucking modest that he will attribute his success to the people that inspired him, which yeah. is a fucking trait you'd want in people you respect. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, he gave even a shout out to QT. Cause he was like, Quentin without uh, you, yeah. nobody would have noticed me or whatever. Well, and yeah, he well, goes, I love you, Quentin. And Quentin goes like, I love you too. And shit. But, but that idea of just like, it's so near and dear to me. And he was shocked. He's like, Oh yeah. And he's sitting right there. Shit. And then the next time he comes up, he's like, I did not expect to come up again. I thought I was done. Yeah, but here I am talking about what you were talking about earlier about 1917 though right see like it won best cinematography right. that makes sense to me yeah okay. that deserves it that, I, I'll agree with you I think Avengers might have got what were the effects. nominees uh, I don't know no I, I'll agree with you Avengers probably should have got effects Visual, I think Avengers should have gotten effects I definitely think that the cinematography in, in 1917 is way better because that is the major draw of the movie is that the way it is shot is the major focus yeah for sure as opposed to things that were changed in the show Ooh, Once like, Upon a Time you. was also nominated Irishman Lighthouse fuck Lighthouse got snubbed hard bro I need yeah. to see it still no one say anything I don't think uh, Joaquin Phoenix deserved best actor so he deserves it for walk, uh, walk the line yeah I, I mean we're talking about our current yeah. Oscar right 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 no, so we'll move on from that I just wanted to say really quick before no, it's we move his first on Oscar. before we move on right. from Bong Joon-ho I want to just say yes. it really quick. I've always, and I think I've even said it on the podcast before, I've always been a big proponent of foreign films being at the Oscars. Sure. Most of the most of the best films, can I say that? Most of the films that have affected me the deepest have been foreign films. Just because the subtitles help me understand it a lot easier than someone dubbing it, for example. Because yeah. it's such a real other perspective that i never would get and someone like me if who's, i could reach right now i'd high five you because i'm always sub overdub fuck yeah because like there's so many cliches and stuff that even if they're done well i know as an american audience member that i can recognize i can pick up okay this is probably going to lead down here this is an anti-hero this and this stuff does appear in other foreign films but they have such a way of incorporating their culture, their folklore. And this is stuff I don't know. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like, and that always endlessly intrigues me because it's, it's something new and it's and the Oscars never pays attention to this shit. Yeah. Like I love old boy to death. And that's a huge one of mine. And like the, the way original. the, well, yeah, no, really? Do I, re do I really have to start making that, that fucking distinction now? Look, the new one has one thing going for it, okay? That's all I'm going to say. I don't even Actually, know. Actually, it has what, two things going for it. I don't even it. know what that is. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> With this you, fucking you'll have to, You get it. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to tell me after. Titties. Oh. <laughs> Who? What? Elizabeth uh, Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen's oh. uh, nude in that movie. I guess. I was too busy being upset. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Scarlet <laughs> Witch and Thanos got it on. That's all right. That's true. That's true. But anyway, that's all I want to say. Foreign films, please, more. Yeah, didn't uh, he give like a quote about if you just get over this one inch wall, 
of subtitles. Yeah. You don't know what you can get into with foreign films, which is very true. It's Hair so true. Love won Best Animated Short, and oh. I've never been happier. Hair Love. You need to watch it. Oh, shit. I saw a trailer for that. It's her dad. Yeah. And it's... it's her, yeah, watch it. I remember it's this. It's okay. beautiful. Mm. It's fantastic. Mm. It's meaningful, and it won, and it deserved it. It's nice. so good. On what I said before, though, Joaquin Phoenix did not deserve this Oscar. So I'm who gonna say deserves it then? Adam Driver. Marriage I, I, Story was heartbreaking. I didn't see it. It who? was. You want to talk about a great modern love story? Marriage Story is is who, an amazing. Who, who film. won Best Actress? Uh, was it not Scarlett Johansson for Marriage no, Story? It was not. Uh, Renee. Renee Zellweger and Judy. But uh, ScarJo was nominated. I, yeah, See, from this list, happen. though, I think uh, Charlize Theron and Bombshell should have gotten it. Fuck, I haven't seen Bombshell. I heard so good things. Good. We need to see a lot so fucking good. Yeah, I'm trying, dude. I still, have, I still have to watch Uncut Gems. ScarJo was very good in that movie. Okay. But, but I think uh, Charlize is better in Bombshells. But Adam, Dr- like... Um, the marriage story. Adam Driver is. It's. I hear marriage. Yeah, I hear marriage story is amazing. It's so, so. good, man. Uh, it's I've heard such, it's hard to watch though. It is, but it's such a different take on like marriage and divorce than what we usually see presented and in I'm, like, I like movies. That. I'm always for that yeah. because it's like there's even at the end of the movie, there's no denying that these people love each other. That's been the topic of this whole episode. What? Like yeah. health, meaningful relationships. I, know. I don't know if it's healthy. I haven't seen it, but it's, like again, it's real. It's, it's real. Very, very real. And they, oh, it's so good. All right, everyone, go see a Marriage Story. But if I can go back to Joaquin Phoenix, please. Yes. I think he did an incredible job. Yes, with the Joker. For sure. I'm not saying he didn't. Whether or not he deserved to win the award, I, I didn't see most of the other options, so it's kind of hard for me to think. If I not think for great. Adam Driver, I would say he deserves it. Right. Okay. So no, he for sure did great. Absolutely. But I mean, okay. I want to talk about his speech. His speech is, I I agree with everything he's saying. I'm Uh not going to lie to you. It's, it's, it's all very raw and real what he says. And I just wonder if like, he has six minutes to where he could speak to everybody. Uh And this is actually a a good time to say all these deep things that we need to hear as Americans. It was just a part of me where I was just kind of like, oh, my God, this is is this too real for this audience right, right now? Like, can they handle this kind of shit? And I guess a part of me is like, I guess it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I just want to know how you guys felt about that because I'm kind of like I'm used to in it. the middle did it at the Golden Globes. He's so, very, yeah. he's oh. very yeah, outspoken. That's just Joaquin being Joaquin. Like, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, as soon as he went up on the microphone, I was expecting some shenanigans like that. Well, it really wasn't... I agree with what he's saying. It was just really yes. raw yes, out there. Yes, but that's him. You know? That's 100% okay. him. That's, that's yeah. good, I guess. Yeah. Congrats to Brad Pitt for winning his first acting Oscar. Which is really huh. like surprising when you say it like that. He's been in the biz for so long. He didn't get one for his highest grossing film, World War Z. <laughs> No. Twitch, but, Twitch, but he got yeah, it. For, he just won it for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Best Supporting Actor, which was really good. I nice. really enjoyed that movie. It was very. Alrighty, good. gentlemen. Um, anything else on the Oscars we want to tackle? Uh, no. I just after this, I guess James and I are gonna have a long talk in the car about visual effects. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know what? I'm oh, sorry. Joker won musical score. That score was fucking. It is good, a good though. score. Yeah, yeah. That weirdly enough. 
as soon as the trailer first came out, the one thing that stuck in my head oh. was the score more than anything. That. Mm. What? To- best animated. Toy Story should not have won best animated feature. It did? Toy Story 4. Disney almost always wins best animated feature. Wasn't there one year that South Park won? Yeah, 97. Yeah, and I love that. And yeah. then Kubo and the Two Strings won recently, like a few years ago. But oh, it usually it's Disney winning. Yeah, no, of course. Klaus should have fucking won this year. Hmm. If you haven't seen Klaus, watch it. It's a great take on the Santa Claus origin story. Hmm. It's it's a solid Christmas movie. Beautifully animated. It's so freaking good, man. All right. Well, I think I was assaulted and given the signal by Adrian uh, to start cutting it. So uh, no, you. this is just playing. I just want to uh, give a big thank you for uh, Adrian the dude and James the villain sure. <laughs> for stopping by and I'm gonna, well, re- for re- by. I'm gonna rebrand soon. For, uh, okay, that's cool. Just let me know and I'll do it. I'll update all the posts. Um, but no, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you guys have been thinking about your own freaky five healthy relationships. Um, obviously, there's some room to bend because not all stories are going to be the same. But try and keep it to the same view, like. Uh, stipulations that we did earlier and you'll do just fine we hope you guys have and you can include anything comics games oh yeah yeah open that shit up because games is gonna be almost impossible trust me it's really hard um i hope you guys have a very happy valentine's and you and your significant other or you and yourself have a wonderful night i'm gonna Um, check out sonic by the way are you gonna check out sonic fuck yeah i'm gonna check out sonic all right you're gonna check out sonic yes i'm conflicted the most romantic series of them all. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we'll see you later. Bye.